May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So when I retired, I had, uh, that was for my paying job, by the way, Um, I had a list of things that I wanted to accomplish. Uh, I was going to travel, uh, we were going to spend more time with friends and family, Um, but I also vowed that I was going to sort through four ginormous bins of photos and cards and, and that kind of thing. Uh, I was going to get rid of the photos that were duplicates. They were faded or out of focus, and I was going to take the rest and and get them scanned. Do you have any idea how hard it is to sort through pictures of your family? You know, you got to look at every single one of them, and you start telling stories and what have you. But it's also really hard for me to throw away a photo. Even if I have five identical photos, or the picture is totally out of focus, or even if it's absolutely perfectly awful, I can't throw away pictures of my kids, so this is taking a bit of time. If it's a bad photo of me, though, I'll admit, I'll throw it away without a qualm. (laughs) So needless to say, my, my progress on this project has been just a bit slow. I've been retired maybe, I don't know, three and a half, four years, and I've gone through one, one bin. Um, so I, last week I started looking through a few photos again, and I, and I found this series of photos that were taken maybe 10 or 15 years ago, maybe longer. I don't, I don't know anymore. But anyway, they were photos of people right here at Trinity Cathedral. Faces of people that I haven't seen in years and faces of people that are still here. We were all at the border down in uh, Naco, uh, Bisbee, Naco, the border down there. We were all wearing these bright yellow T-shirts that say, God has no borders, in English on the front of the shirt and in Spanish on the back. And if you notice, my husband actually has his on today. Um, There were a group of us that went to the border on a regular basis. We worked at the NACO Wellness Clinic. Uh, It was a clinic that Trinity members had helped found, and it offered medical care to all who needed it, irregardless of the immigration status. These particular photos were taken one weekend when, along with the regularly scheduled clinic, a march had been organized on both sides of the border wall, on the Mexican side and on the U.S. side. Because the politics of immigration were an issue even back then. There was the ugly wall separated whole communities, families and friends and grandmothers living on one side and grandchildren on the other. So in that day, we walked together uh, along that wall for several miles to a spot where the wall, you have to understand this is like an 11-foot wall, maybe higher, and it abruptly ends. And the only thing there is this knee-high railing. And at that point, this group of hundreds of people, 
We stopped, we sang, we prayed, and we worshipped. The whole time being watched by, watched and followed by the Border Patrol and with armed vigilantes up on the hill behind us. We set a table with one side in the U.S. and one side in Mexico. The local priest from the village in Mexico and the priest from St. John Episcopal Church in Bisbee celebrated the Eucharist together. We shared the bread and the wine. We were united, even with that fence dividing us. One body in our faith and with each other. A moment of joy, solidarity, and hope. I posted those photos on Facebook. Pictures of our smiling faces and our bright yellow t-shirt from t-shirts from all those years ago. And my friend Susan, one of the bright smiling faces in the pictures, she replied to that post and she said, but did we make a difference? Did we? Did we make a difference? Did what we do that, what we did that day, did it even matter? And I have to admit, I was taken aback, and I I replied, I don't know. And I've thought a lot about that question this week. And I thought about it preparing for the sermon. And I looked at the prophets that we heard last week and the prophets this week, Last week, we heard stories of Ezekiel, who was sent, the, sent to the people of Israel, and how it didn't even matter if the people heard what he had to say or if they refused to hear, that just by showing up and speaking up, the people would know that there was a prophet among them. And this week, we hear from Amos, who is very clear he's not a professional prophet, but one who is simply sent by God. Sent by God to stand up and speak out to Israel and its rulers. And you have to understand that Israel at the time of Amos had become fat and wealthy. The rich had become rich at the expense of the poor. And Amos had come to remind Israel of their covenant with God. What they promised to God. Amos' words were tough and they were blunt. They were saying things, he was saying things 2,800 years ago that the words that he said then, we still don't want to hear them today. Amos was called to prophesy on matters of justice. They hate the one who calls for justice at the gate and abhor the one who speaks the truth. Amos was speaking to Israel to its rulers and to its priests, speaking truth to power. And he caps off his withering words of assault against those in power and the greedy with the following words, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Amos is demanding justice and righteousness, speaking truth to power. A man who tended animals for a living an ordinary man, just like you and me, a man sent by God. And in our gospel today, John the Baptist spoke truth to power, and he lost his life at the whim of the empire. 
foreshadowing Jesus' death on the cross for speaking truth to power, for teaching and preaching to all who would listen, reminding the people of the words of the prophets and about the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man or of empire, but of God's, calling us back, calling us back to God's dream for all of us, sending the disciples and us out to proclaim the good news, following Jesus, loving God, loving our neighbor, continuing God's prophetic mission right here and right now, demanding justice and righteousness in our communities and from our leaders. And I wonder if all of that doesn't sound just a little bit overwhelming. It does to me. What possible difference can I make in the face of injustice and indifference and cruelty? What difference did it make that we showed up, hundreds of us, to march and to pray together on the border all those years ago in our bright yellow shirts? What difference did it make that the Episcopal Church last week during convention, that over 900 people showed up and went to one of the detention centers in Texas to pray together and to pray for the people in that center. And I I don't know. And that's the thing. We may not know, we may never know if we've made a difference, loving our neighbors, welcoming the stranger, protesting or marching for justice and against intolerance and racism, writing letters to our legislators, speaking up and speaking out, calling for love and compassion for all of humanity. So are we just spinning our wheels or wasting our time? Are we changing lives? Are we touching hearts and minds with our words and with our actions? And maybe it's okay that we don't always know. Maybe we don't always need to know. Sometimes I think it's enough that we we just show up, that we witness, that we are witnesses to injustice, that we plant seeds of hope and change. The prophet Martin Luther King reminded us that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends It's always bending toward justice. And we remember that Martin Luther King didn't live long enough to see all of what his work had accomplished. But his enduring vision of a beloved community where all of God's children are treated with love and respect, they live on. Those words, his words, still live on in our hearts and our minds. So we may not know if we made a difference that day on the border. And all those folks who showed up at that detention center in Texas last week, they may not know. But each one of us, each one of us together, in our own small ways, we were bending that arc just a little bit closer to justice for all of God's children. 
And maybe it's simply enough that we recognize that we're all connected to each other, that each and every one of us matters, you and me, us and them. Each, each and every one of us created in the image of God, each one of us containing a divine spark of God. And each and every time we reach out a hand to one another, that spark, that glows just a bit brighter, lighting our way, even when we're afraid, and we're lighting the way for others. So when we set that table at the border, or when the people from all over the country showed up and sang and prayed outside that detention center in Texas, or we march, or we stand up and we speak out for the least of us, we're following Jesus. We're planting seeds of hope and change loving one another as we are so loved, proclaiming the good news with our words and our actions. And when we do that, we are affirming and we are reaffirming that what we do does matter. And that even in times when it feels the darkest and the bleakest, we can band together and we can make the light shine just a little bit brighter in this world we live in. Amen.